1: Hey, this is Doctor Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Flores and Doctor
2: Drew. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gather around your iPad and get ready for another episode of the podcast, This Life with like, Doctor Drew and Bob. I like this
1: time it would be the the full um, preacher pose you took. <laughs> well, <laughs>
2: No these things are coming back I was on a radio station in Milwaukee yesterday and they their most popular show is the rerunning of a 70s radio, old-time radio show. 70s. They get two 0s. Well, And it, and the guy made it in the 70s, but it was based on those 30s old-time radio, oh, wow. suspense, The Shadow. Right, right, right. Most right. popular show on terrestrial radio in Milwaukee.
1: That's very strange. How crazy. That is, people yeah. want
2: to escape. That's what I figure. Let's <laughs> escape to a better time. <laughs> tell, well, to that end, tell people what
1: you heard in a meeting this
2: morning. Well, that was yesterday morning. I heard this old older gentleman who was obviously conservative, and it was the statement of this exact moment in history, which is i 'm tired of people not listening to each other
1: it's literally when people people hear two separate things whenever whatever they 're listening to they hear two separate feeds
2: it's crazy one
1: thing's being said, two feeds are received it's crazy and and, and someone who's sitting in the middle here in the moder, I'm i'm you know, trying to hear the reality. I also see the two different feeds going out. There's three realities. There's <laughs> yeah. the
2: reality and then there's the two polar The two feeds, polar, yeah. yeah.
1: You're absolutely right. So uh, we... And you just get to
2: pick yours which which one you agree with the most.
1: Uh, well that's true. Sometimes I do flip back and yeah, forth between one or the other and
2: you, you become so And that's Suboxone and harm reduction and replacement therapy. I've changed my tune about that. Now tell me why. Because kids are dying. Right. It's ridiculous. Right. And you know we created a generation of, of young adults not ready for this world, mm-hmm. and so we're responsible for them. Uh. That's what I think, as the parent of a millennial.
1: Yeah, and, and so as such, we have to adjust the way we think about recovery. Is what you're saying?
2: Yeah, we just survival. So I was in Milwaukee with the Don't Die Wisconsin guys. I finally figured out. Remember, I've been doing this don't die thing for a yeah. year and a half. I finally figured out what it is. What is it? It's the communication bridge between the recovery community, the recovery industry, the 12 step community, the harm reduction community, the needle exchange, social services of a city, Medicaid. It's the place where everybody can join and have conversations, and that's what's going on in Milwaukee. It's amazing. So, in other words, the- you've got abstinence based, hardcore yeah. people. Buddying up with and seeing the the impact that the needle exchange has had on Milwaukee, the AIDS. The AIDS you can just look at the numbers. The city yeah. councilman was at the, yeah. the event on Friday. The numbers just plummet of after yeah. from two thousand and fifteen the, the, the to two thousand and seventeen.
1: In, in cities like San Francisco and Los Angeles, they're not needle exchange programs; they're needle distribution programs. So you end up with hundreds of thousands of needles all over the street.
2: Oh no! So they have a public health collection. They're getting naloxone out to the population. They have naloxone training. They have HIV and AIDS testing. Hepatitis C. Um, This is Milwaukee. Yeah, it's it's Milwaukee. I I said it in all my social media. L.A. and New York could learn something from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Well, funny you would
1: say that. I was in North Dakota (laughs) while you were in Milwaukee, and I would say the same thing of them. The, The governor there is enlightened. His wife is a recovering person, and they are pushing hard with creative measures, and they have a very diverse situation. They have, I think, four different Indian nations living in the western part of the state, and they don't actually have any authority with them, but they want to help and they want to help them. And you can imagine the gene, genetic stuff there is massive.
2: The sense I got in all the different, I went all around to all the different organizations over a three day period of time. And one thing that I, that's so different than LA or New York. There wasn't a victim mentality, these poor victims. Mm. There was just a solution-oriented acceptance of the facts of what was going on. Yeah. And a s we talking about and, the
1: homeless population? Yeah, homeless
2: population, yeah. addict population. They have a huge... They had an 80-year-old person overdose on OxyContin. Good times. Because they had it broken down. The city council member is an outstanding guy. I forget his name now. It's a very... Peculiar three names. Are, are they
1: putting people with chronic mental health needs into places where they can get chronic mental health care?
2: They have for the for. For, it seems like there's a huge focus on thirty uh, th- uh, the uh, older population because there's the addict population mostly harm reduction and the needle exchange okay. and the uh, uh, you know the absence right because of the these treatment. are these
1: are because these are these are people that could work they they're, they're able bodied except for their addiction
2: right yeah and then there's this other population well, that's chronic yeah that's what it is but still I mean you know and I know. If we were to really properly treat the mentally ill in this country, yeah. it's going to cost a pretty, pretty penny. Well,
1: but they could I, – I suppose that's true. But I, I'm not sure the way they're spinning their wheels isn't as expensive. I mean, they, just in Los Angeles, there's you know, millions of dollars available.
2: Nah. It's not even
1: spent. I know. They don't know what to do with it because, because – Well, it's, it's hard not, to
2: get people engaged. It's
1: not politically expedient to engage people that don't want care. In other words, it's the noble homeless person. They're just there because they want to be. No, no, no. They're chronically mentally ill. They need constant care and structure and living environments and. Well, I, I and... was
2: high in the eighties, as you know. <laughs> I do know something. But about remember that. when they first emptied out the mental health uh, hospitals yep. and the laws yep. changed and yep. everything? It you didn't see this huge. Uptick in schizophrenics running oh, through the cities. Did I, you?
1: I, it's funny you would say that because a friend I, I had a birthday party recently. You know, uh, I and, was there. I appreciate that. That was quite a That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Take, you don't want to
2: know the funniest. Like there was a, there was crazy funny stuff all night. Yeah. but you didn't see the funniest part. So Tom Arnold, I felt was he was vibrating and I kept hugging him yeah. and going I love you Tom are yeah. you okay yeah. and he's like yeah yeah you know how he is <laughs> so he got to know Chrissy throughout the night and then he was valet parking right behind us and he hugged Chrissy goodbye and said your dad is one of the greatest guys <laughs> in this city <laughs> your dad is
1: Tom Arnold oh it's hysterical <laughs> that's Bob's wife but, <laughs> but but uh, by the way, that's up at doctor com. The entire podcast from that. Oh night. my god! What that is that, it that? Four hour, four it, no, hour no, podcast. No, that was an
2: hour and five minutes. You're
1: kidding? That's all it was. Yeah, we zoomed through it.
2: It was so stressful. You weren't stressed a little bit. <laughs> You'll hear it.
1: But but let me let me go back. But to the, what so what? Let me go back to the update. In like 84, 85 on. On. on the
2: streets of LA. Hang on. What was going on?
1: Well, it just so happened some uh, Caleb Nation, who runs our website, gave me a giant book of, of New York Times headlines on my birthday across the ages, starting from 1958, the day I was born. Wow. And I was looking through it yesterday, and 1991, huge thing about the homeless crisis, 1991. We're going to take, take care of this homeless problem. It's overwhelming, New York City. We got it, 1991. And I remember in the so 80s. Took, when did they, had, the when 80s did they
2: close Patton and all the mental hospitals?
1: They did not. Here's what happened. They sort of... They, the government, no, is what I'm saying. the government did it over multiple administrations. First thing that happened was my profession went, we got this. We got medication now. It's going to make everybody happy. We can cure these schizophrenics with medication. It's hey, cruel. I've heard... I've been hearing that recently about
2: another epidemic. Yeah, I know. We'll get into that in a second.
1: <laughs> it's cruel to put them in a hospital. It's cruel. We have these medicines that we can restore them to work. An excessive optimism about the medication. All right, number right. one. So my profession started the whole thing. Then, and new doctors just didn't want to work in these hospitals, so the quality of care started deteriorating. The people that were in there were overworked, overwhelmed. Then the government started getting behind the medical profession, saying, yeah, why do we sustain these things? They're unnecessary. We got medication for these people. They started systematically shutting them down over multiple generations. The big shutdown was during Jimmy Carter, but the ultimate closure was during Ronald Reagan. So it, he just finally put the final nail into it. There's like a few left. Let's close them. Forget it. And that was that. And that was then. In the eighties, you start seeing this huge uptick in homeless. And by the nineties, it's overwhelming the cities, and they're going to take care of it. Good job, guys.
2: Bruh. So were there Task people one. red waving red flags in your community saying, "Hey, we thought these people would take their medicine, but they're not."
1: Correct. And 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 then, but then, no one had their eye on that ball. To be fair, there they was then understanding very quickly that schizophrenia didn't like to their meds. And, uh-oh, what are we going to do? But The
2: shots, the monthly yes, shots. Yes,
1: I agree with you. But you, mandated. Can't, you can't force people. They need to be do. mandated. No kidding. But to do that, you have to expand conservatorship, which there's now finally a pilot program in California to do this. Thank God. Thank you, the new mayor of, of um, San Francisco, London Breed. She's been behind this. A guy named... Wiener, Weiner, in the state of California, one good guy
2: that I've known so far in the state of California
1: Senate or. or and assembly. how does it work? It's a, and it, it, it's the, a
2: semi. It's conservatorship. conservatorship. Yeah, you
1: aren't capable to manage your life. We have to take yeah, over. Yeah, but and, see,
2: I who's accepting that? Because if you remember in that? the in the late nineties, I I had conservatorship over. Uh, family friends These are le- these, are, these are it's, professional I'm legally responsible for that person I don't want to be legally responsible for that. Professional conservators okay. Professional conservators
1: So let's get our guest involved You don't agree a yeah. lot today about
2: Speaking, this Well, route of administration is yes. what comes to mind Well,
1: not just route Yes, long-acting solutions Long-acting yeah. solutions And Got- we met
2: at one of that We have... Our kids went to the same preschool. Brady yeah. Granier, Go ahead and introduce <laughs> Brady for one. He works
1: for well, BioCorx. BioCorx, I say. BioCorx. BioCorx. It's Bio-Correx. a
2: cutting edge on on routes of administration of harm reduction. I mean, that's in a nutshell how I see Well, we work in
3: the naltrexone that's yeah, so. a naltrexone. That's not harm
2: reduction, in my well, opinion. It, well, it,
3: it can for alcohol. That's a Okay,
1: That's deal, a thing. You know, yeah, yeah. You know,
2: the testing for it was for alcohol. I know.
1: Well, the, the no. the The – the big breakthrough was the injectable long acting, if you remember. That was the one that caught everyone's attention. Because, the Vivitrol. The Vivitrol, because it suddenly. It was didn't. it
2: in France that they got. No, it was here. What?
1: It was a huge study, and the the Vivitrol uh, population did better than any other form of treatment. And people went, that's not possible. It's impossible. How's that possible? But it got everyone's attention and focus. If you remember, we had uh, somebody. We in here – we got it. We had someone in here advocating low-dose naltrexone for alcohol. Remember this? We interviewed people who had really good results with it. Doctors
2: at Los Angeles 20 years ago wanted that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: And now you guys have it. So let's talk about alcohol first.
3: But that, And that's our company actually started out um, several yeah, years ago in al- s- yeah. just, just alcoholism. That's the only thing that we had treated. We started out as a clinic in Santa Ana, California, mm. that w- that was treating alcoholism with this notrexone implant that had come in from Australia. That's where okay, so naltrexone is
1: the opioid-blocking molecule that is in Vivitrol. It's also the same thing that you
2: squirt up the nose. I believe it's and a overdose. Mood stabilizer also. Well, the naloxone, naloxone, naloxone be, is a cousin. It's, to, it's know, all the same, same stuff.
3: Uh, you know, same, opioid Same antagonist. idea, Yeah. 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 Same concept. Yeah, so we started out with alcohol uh, only, and it it works a little differently for alcohol than it does for opioids. It doesn't work that
2: good for opioids. (laughs) Well, Well, hold on. Well, it it depends. Well, I've got this opinion, and I know it's just an opinion, it's just of our observations and personal experience. I know Drew says all of it affects the brain the same way. I'm just saying the 932 drugs that affect the brain, there's, they're in one category. And then opioids are in a separate category. Yes, People will yes. sell their children for opioids. Yes, yes. In terms that's, of that. So, so when we always lump it together with alcohol and cocaine or whatever. Well, they're I'm all different. As, the syndromes are different. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Well, but with opioids. And yeah, yeah. And that's the epidemic that we just had. Yeah, the worst yeah. drug that you would sell your children for. Yeah. Which a friend of mine did, Oof. a friend of ours did. Who? I won't say it. On oh my the god! Oof. Went to prison for it too. For selling their children to child porn. Oh, for oh. heroin. Man. Well, where do you hear that? You hear people doing that for alcohol? Not no, really. No, 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 for cigarettes? No, not no, really. No, no, really. No, not at so. All. Opioids are this uh, separate, different right. category that I don't think can be totally pharmacologically managed, but I think the other drugs can. I, I really believe. That. I don't think anything could be totally no, I mean, pharmacological. You, well, you'll it's have a, more success with giving giving valium to alcoholic ladies, and then they'll stop not drink as much. Giving Adderall to stimulant addicts, and they won't use as much. That's for a while. That's replacement therapy. Yeah,
1: sorts. yeah. But right? let, let's let's go back to alcohol. So stick with that. So so the data on alcohol.
3: There's not a lot of data when it comes to no implants per se with. Um, alcohol there was sure. one study that's uh I, I don't know the name
2: of the what did had, you most, most
3: most of the studies come with uh for opioids but what we observe what we um with alcohol cuz that's all we were doing I, I actually came across this little clinic um i was in the radio business actually before and, and before that i was a nurse but i came across this clinic and i i they told me how great this implant was working for alcohol mm. and i want i surveyed i i had the um the staff surveyed all the patients at the time. They had about 125 patients they had treated. They were able to contact 77 of the patients and the families. Of course, this is all subjective after the fact. Right. But, you know, they still had a good relationship. You could tell if someone's, you know, off the wagon or not for the most part. Right. If you and we found that, um, and this was two years after the clinic had opened. And without, it was across the board, it was around 85% of these individuals still reported being sober or they maybe felt the wagon but came back on really easily right. over the course of that year we, we that is at, something i noticed we, we early. checked at 6 12, 12 18 and 20 I'm even intervals. more
2: practical than that the vivitrol shots that that are given to alcoholics at allo treatment centers where i work they want it the next month too and they start talking yeah, yeah. about it yeah, i want yeah. so i got to get my vivitrol no, they shot feel like Am it really I helps. gonna they yeah. know the difference opiate yeah. addicts are like i don't care <laughs> Well, so, I'm telling so, uh, you, we'll get I'm telling hold you, on. because opiate I, addicts want to use opiates. Yeah, yeah. So
1: hold on. So, so I totally agree with you, and even some stimulant addicts I've seen respond to vivitrol occasionally. But to your, mm-hmm. th- what your data suggests to me, though, is obviously it's a great response. Um, it works. Yeah, I, I know it does. I, the but, data's but, not in, but
2: it works. But, yeah.
1: but again, the biggest problem we're having with all of these treatments is how do you select the right population, the right patient for treatment? I'm, I think the most honest way to deal with substance research is loss to follow-up is using. Period. Just, that's it. So That's not how yes. Buddy so, Arnold
2: saw it back uh, in the uh, 90s. Lots
1: of follow-up is <laughs> using. And so you you essentially, so really you're at about 60%, 70%, which is exactly. still great yes. data. It's yes. still great data. But that means that there's a population that didn't respond. We need to know what that was. You know, what is it about them that they didn't respond? And maybe they're using other substances, or who the hell knows? Yep. Yeah. Um, still, uh, and we have talked to a number of people that had very marked response to the alcohol uh, naltrexone thing. And I observed... Early on, I've, I've been, you know, I've seen the whole cycle of this thing over 25 years. And when we used to use um, Naltrexone orally, and then we used the Vivitrol. And you're absolutely right about people, the relapses weren't as sustained. They, were, they, they seemed not to be as rewarding so they could get back into the game more easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, they, and they reported they had less craving, less drive.
2: A lot of people get confused about the terminology because the terminology switches every five or seven years. I started saying risk reduction.
1: Oh, I like that because
2: because what I'm trying to do with these millennial kids, I mean, they're literally dying like flies, mm. right? We want to reduce that risk to them. So if that's, we get, can get the... opioid blockers in their system by hook or by crook or whatever, well, so
1: why not heavy doses of naltrexone? Why not that? Why not complete opioid blockade? I, so they can't. I don't
2: think use... you go high enough. I've thought of that too. I don't think the average dose works for these kids that are doing fentanyl.
1: I agree
3: more studies definitely needed on fentanyl but there there and there is one out there uh before where they, where uh many years ago where they tested fentanyl with um naltrexone mm-hmm. impl- an implanted for it, and it did have a blo- it did block it but uh but we don't know what what is that dose what's the nanogram per million in the blood mm-hmm. level that you need because that's notrexone int- is an interesting drug that works different in different doses for people, you have low dose naltrexone for fibromyalgia and autism and HIV. There's all and sorts of too, low yeah, dose, all right sorts there. of different levels, yeah. and yeah. for it, you need two nanograms for complete blockade from from overdose. Yeah. But while if you have one nanogram or 0.5, you may get the craving reduction for alcohol. Mm-hmm. Higher levels above five nanograms in Australia, they're seeing blockade. I mean, they're seeing uh, stopping cravings for crystal meth. So which where is the, m- is the big research, big problem over there? What are they? Where,
1: where, where
2: is yeah. the real yes, research? That's
3: the next epidemic. Yeah. Soror- yeah, we
1: already
2: Where is the real reason Research going where where do where do the naltrexone advocates want it to the work? The problem, most?
1: Bob, is there's so the this is what is driving me crazy. This drives me out of my mind. Now, is a extremely effective and super promising methodology that should be in everyone's armamentarium. But they're so overwhelmed with enthusiasm for buprenorphine that yes. they, they just – they won't even do the research.
2: I told you, opiate addicts like yes. opiates. Yes, <laughs> yes <laughs> of course they do.
1: They're, they're tired of researching
3: notrexone. Yeah. Uh, and it's, there's, no pat, there's no patent on the on the molecule. So you're not going to have big pharma come behind it unless you, you have to look at the delivery of it. So no one's – it's not big enough. Uh, Bob, but do it, you hear that?
2: I know. I tell kids all the time because a lot of times the kids I'm dealing with – they their insurance either won't cover the Vivitrol shot or they. they How much does
3: an implant cost? Well, they, and there's varying types. Yeah, uh, we well, we we don't sell implants, so we're not a pharmacy. We actually do the program, them. and our you it comes with them. it. So it yeah, so it's compounded. So and it ranges. There's so many different and you types. Have social yeah. services and yeah, counseling. we have peer support yeah, yeah. and counseling. So we do a whole. You
1: have all that. Yes, yeah, so, but what if somebody right. wanted? To, I'm just curious about cost. I it, can tell you that it's. To block this, opiates. This
3: the most. Impl- there's different types of implants. Yeah. They last from two to six months, yeah. depending on the variety and yeah. individual. I can tell you that it's cheaper than Vivitrol. Extrapolated out. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Well,
1: Vivitrol is still six hundred bucks a month.
3: Well, right. it's on the low end. It's yeah, a yeah. fourteen retail, yeah, yeah. six or seven hundred. But it's uh, also Medicaid, a matter
2: but... of insurance covering it because no one, none of the people I'm dealing with are going to pay six hundred dollars for it no, out of pocket. No. So insurance was paying for it in the beginning, and over the last two year and a half, they just the less it and weighed. less. Insurance Here's the problem are with
3: with the injectable too, because I I purchased one under someone's plan to just to go through it and see yeah. the process. Yeah. Um, and the the insur- it was a good insurance. The deductible uh, – the out-of-pocket was $926. Yes. Yeah, Insurance paid 300 something So I got that. We never use it. It's still sitting in the refrigerator actually. But I'm thinking if you're an individual who gets the shot, it, you're going to – the zone works no matter what form you, you're delivering it in. It's I going agree. to work. I agree. So if you're going to Orally feel, is a little weird. Uh, but, yeah, because well, they but, have pe- but, a lot of peaks and troughs. Yeah, but a uh, parental use, yes. I agree. So you're going to feel good with it. Yeah. Now, if you're thinking, okay – this thing's going to last a month. It's really about 22 days, actually. Yeah. So it, it, you can, if you feel good. Now you're thinking, I have to, I have to schedule that appointment next yep. month to get another shot that's, that's literally a pain in the ass. Yep. Um, and I'm going to have to pay another 900 or something dollars. But I feel great. So maybe, let me just see if I need yep. another one or not. My patients, and stretch, now you, they now, stretch it out. They yeah, so now, it now it you out. don't get that next injection. Yep. So you yep. follow the wagon again. Now you have to start all, You have to detox all over again. Now you lose them. So that's why when it comes to blockade therapy like naltrexone, longer I Single agree. administration, longer is I, better I agree. than and, shorter.
1: And guess what? Guess what form of of treatment is acceptable for physicians?
3: What? Naltrexone. Naltrexone.
1: But for we would never treat ourselves with buprenorphine. buprenorphine Only yeah. our patients. Only our patients.
3: Airline pilots can't get. Can't get. Can't get, it. Can't get it. it. Lawyers viable. were
1: a little bit weird about it. Anybody that I, so I just musicians keep, are cool. To I, take <laughs> <it so. laughs> <laughs> I just keep asking my peers, why is it we, we, are, we clearly don't treat ourselves with it, nor would we ever? The
2: data does not support it. What do they say? And yet all patients receive this. What is, the, what they, what is an open minded physician say? They just say? Look, stare, a, they is, stare it, it, back well, at it blindly. Imagine.
3: It has to impair you some. Of course it does. Of course it way. does.
1: And it's, why is it all, our patients, all of them, is good for them, but none of us? And there's this alternative, nitrexone, that we do use for us. Why don't we use that for some of the patients? Why do we figure out which patients to use which drug on? Which we're, it's just insane. How, what's it going on Instagram? Any questions coming off there? Oh, they're
4: having a great time over
1: here. They're having well, a great time.
4: <laughs> <What>? a, lot <laughs> a lot of comments. Two texts
1: about we're, we're
3: firm believers in <laughs> buprenorphine and all the other therapies. Yeah, I am too. It, it but really it's really the, the, it really it's is the excessive enthusiasm okay, that I'm so so concerned about. So
1: let's with. It, liven it Hold up on. for entertainment because I want to. I want. Wait, before let's hear what Instagram's going on. Then Bill you
2: can Lerner, have the
4: entertainment. Our system is responsible for this addiction problem. Change the system, solve the problem. <laughs> what's, what's, what system would they like to solve? Is that, should I have said that? The humans. Well, the you
3: know? issue is that they say you know, 10% oh, of people are, are seek yeah, or in treatment yeah. because the other 90% really don't want it. Yeah, that's right. It's here's not one. just because they can't access do it. Do any right. of an
4: right. assessment for the appropriateness of different MAT treatments?
1: Uh, that's replacement therapy. What, what about it? Say it again?
4: MAT, yeah. MAT treatments. What about it? Do, do any of you know of an assessment for the appropriateness of different M.A.T. Well, everybody
2: we should be trained in it, no, but that's, not, they don't well, do that's, it. That's, the,
1: well, well, that's, the that's the exactly no what Drew's about talking Medication, about. Medication-assisted treatment. We don't have a systematized way of determining what patients should yes. get we what We did treatment. when
2: the drug was first released. It was for the dis- the description of Suboxone when it was coming it's out. for withdrawal. Was, was, well, no, but for, for replacement detox. therapy was people that had... In their forties, they've been to multiple treatments. Yeah. Criminal behavior—that's yeah, yeah. who it was supposedly designed for. And as soon as it came to market, it was 19-year-old kids that just started smoking heroin right. and, two
1: and, weeks ago. And, and I always, I always, when I give my lectures, I always show the original, all the original studies on naltrexone, which, on uh, buprenorphine, rather, which uh, go, which essentially say the patients found it very satisfying, one of the most reinforcing drugs they'd ever taken. They're they're choosing it over naltrexone, of course. naturally, of course, they do it. It's opiates. Anything
3: else?
4: Rebecca Faring just said, I just had a client come to me because her son died of fentanyl.
3: Ugh, it's uh, so common now. It's out of control. That's a game changer. That,
4: that... she's a psychic medium.
3: Yeah. And car is even worse.
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like a hundred times worse. Right? Thou- thousand times, this times is, worse. is what the city council so, Yeah,
4: we said. had a question yes. about fentanyl too. I I'm
2: so So, so I just watched okay, this your whole entertainment. lecture. Oh, the entertainment, entertainment okay. component. Yes. So there's something that we just talked about in yeah. the last 5 minutes yeah. that my the junkie and me went <laughs> We should talk. That's for me. No, for, from what he said. Oh, oh. So he still got that that Vivitrol shot in the refrigerator. Oh, you want? We it? We could sell for four hundred <laughs> bucks.
1: <laughs> That's the chunky. It's good to know you're here, Bob. He's,
2: but, but, he's always there. He's my shadow self. But you, sh- I, you should
1: know, as it pertains to Vivitrol. Vivitrol is when I've called them and asked for the medication for free for patients. They have provided it for me. Yeah, they've been very good about that.
3: I, it's a good. It, the products. Yeah, good. But that's it's a the good one product if, people, thing. if you can get them to, to stay on it. Like, again, if you can take Oro every day. I, I to, believe
1: uh, me, it, they only give it for like two shots, three yeah. shots. Let's
2: go yeah. back to the alcoholics. I have a lot of alcoholics. Usually f- late 30s to early 50s, the yeah. ones that want it, want it. Right. And, it takes a and, while. Tw- yeah, yeah, day 20, they they're, they're get nervous a week before, yeah. right? And they want it and they'll pay for it and they don't care, yeah. right? yeah. That's who it's working for. I see it working for the working motivated for them. patient. You have and to have motivated patient. They're going to take it, they're gonna take it. For a year and a half, I know how sobriety works. They're going to take it yeah. thinking that if they don't take it, that's what's the, the, solution. the thing that's yeah. keeping them yeah. sober. Yeah, yeah. Just like a lot of times people get put on psych meds and they don't really know whether they work. Yeah. I always say around a year and a half, get to 18 months, two years, and then decide. Right. Yep. Talk, to you, talk to your physician.
1: But, you, but you're saying people in the meantime need to work on recovery.
2: But I'm saying that the insurance isn't even going to pay for that. They're for not that. even going to pay the 360 at the eight-month point. Yeah. You know, we have to get an insurance. We have to get to the table. That's – those are the yes. final partners with all yes. of us. Insurance? All, we need to talk with them.
3: But, you know, th- there's attitudes changing there. What are you talking there.
2: about? They don't give a shit.
3: <laughs> there, I see some change state by state actually with some of the insurance. They almost
2: went bankrupt with all the fraud that was going on with drug testing. So maybe they want to talk.
3: Yeah, with the urine testing. Yeah. they. It, yeah. Yeah.
2: That was insane. And well, was unfortunately,
3: insane. when it comes to naltrexone implants, you see some of that too with the insurance. There was a uh, – uh, CBS special not too long ago, actually, uh, that talked about uh, the illegal billing practice or, oh, yeah. or shady billing practice around the use of these. Oh, there was a weird... They're billing for major surgical procedures in yeah, a yeah. surgical center, yeah. and this is not. This is a procedure that can be done in an office.
2: Gosh, Drew, I'm talking about sitting down with the heads of Vatna and, or the you know the managers of the insurance industry and talking from the clinical side, from the harm reduction side, and let's have a conversation of what how to solve this and how to do it. Where everybody can live with the cost and and consequences. Yeah, saying,
3: and that is happening in certain states with certain insurance carriers. Okay. We're starting to have those conversations already. And looking at our the program, like the entire. <laughs> We're not
2: convincing. Drew it's right. Not easy. <laughs> it's I'll not tell easy. you why. <laughs> it's not
3: I've, easy.
1: I've literally, and I've had these conversation, and it, it, it's it's stunning, and it's been a long time since I've had a conversation like this with clinician, insurance administrators who have you don't remember this who who've said things to me like you know when they relapse a third time they're not my concern and I'm not a social agency I really can't care I really I can't comment whether it's good or bad okay let's because, just so let so in take other that words statement. dead is what they want the patient
2: no they want them off their insurance they yes. think they're going to lose their yeah, job Yes. don't be so yes. you sound like me today jesus uh, i'm just
4: saying <laughs> so I, I, well, we have a we have somebody on the line oh yes okay. let's
1: hear it let's talk to him
4: benjamin okay.
0: Yes, hello. Oh, there you so, go.
1: Benjamin, sorry to keep you sitting through all that. But uh, you, you've actually – right. uh, explain, explain so, Brady, what happened. So
3: um, Ben was actually – he visited a, a clinic out in Nebraska that uses our BioCorrects Recovery Program, which includes the use of this actual implant here. So he was a recipient of the implant along with all of the, the uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, peer recovery support that we offer in our program coupled with, with that center he went to specifically also offers. So he, uh, he recently sent us an email about, you know, his, his, you know, experience with this, just this week. So it was uh, pretty, t- pretty timely. So yeah. he can, um, I guess, tell his story of what he experienced going through uh, our program or going through our program. Go ahead,
1: sure. Ben. Let's, let us hear it.
0: Hi. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, kind of, a lot of things you guys talked about as far as um, just the constant abuse of addiction. And um, I knew I needed long-term assistance. I mean, I don't want to give you the whole rundown of the 15 years of using opiates, but I've been an opiate addict and I've just done everything. I mean, Oxycontin, fentanyl, you name it all. It ended up being on Suboxone and I just couldn't get away from it no matter what I tried, it seemed like. So, I mean, I knew about naltrexone. I began to research it. The company out of Omaha, Nebraska called I Got Sober offered that. Um, so I got, I ended up calling him up and I met up with them and he'd tell me about what they offered about what he just explained to you. Yeah. And, um, we set up a date for the incision and that the same date I got, um, connected with my recovery coach. And within nine days I was in there and I received the double implant. And, um, the great thing about this was, I thought just, I mean, just astounding to me really was, um, I have a full-time job, family business, you know, we travel a lot. I couldn't afford to put my whole life on halt, even as bad as I wanted to be clean. I just couldn't afford it to financially. I had too many things to I couldn't stop. So the fact that I was able to take a day off work, go in for a 30-minute incision, and then literally by that night, 12 hours later, I remember sitting there for the first time in 15 years, 15 years, that white-knuckling feeling of wanting that drive to want to use. It just wasn't there. Like, I could feel peace in my mind. And I was like, I felt like, you know, I was breathing that night. And I was like, wow, how long I'm going to be able to, how long had what's you that? Been,
1: how long had you been off opiates when you put the, the implant in?
0: Um, only nine days. You know, and that's the whole thing too about it is that it isn't uh, it yeah, isn't so unbelievable yeah, medication, yes, but you have so to have that drive to yeah. want to get. Well, that's that's detoxed. what I'm
1: I'm definitely hearing that in your in your stories. The motivations are a key part of this. But but number one, the suboxone. Well, what,
0: let's hang get on. To what motivated
1: you, 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 him? Hold on. You got off the suboxone though, right? I, I did. And, and it was and, tough, and that's like a two week withdrawal. So you must have still been you, having some still withdrawal. Yeah, still yeah. withdrawal symptoms. No.
0: Well, you know, um, I, I stepped down, so I mean, this is not an advice or any, yeah, I hope nobody goes this route. Yeah. I mean, I've had such an experience with the There's been times where, over the 15 years where I detoxed, and I was literally awake for 23 days. Oh, I yeah. never saw a second of sleep because oh, it's, of it's, it's, yeah. They don't. Put the way, that,
2: in, they don't put that in the brochure. Right, <laughs> in, the, in the
1: in the original studies, it talks about how easy it is to detox facial. <laughs> but oh, but it's not. So it's now, not. why, it's why a, did it's Let me ask you. This. Why did Suboxone fail for you? Because this is what I'm. This is the part I, see I can tell you.
0: It. I can tell you exactly why. Yeah. Um, if I would have known, you know, before I knew anything about substance abuse or um. Um, half lives. How long detox is lost? I learned everything the hard way because I tried everything. Once I got onto Suboxone, it was supposed to be the new way, the clean right, way, right. the easier way. It yeah. was also cheaper, but it was the half life and the detox. I mean, it was just it had legs on it. But I so couldn't get what, away from but it.
1: But why not just stay on a maintenance? This is what people will tell you? Like, oh, just stay on a dose. You're fine. You get back to your life. Take 16 milligrams that's what a day.
2: So they do. They say it's, it's totally easy to get off. Well, no, you don't want to get, get, not
0: not. To get
1: no, off. They okay, stay on
2: it forever. Exactly. That's what they do.
1: <laughs> so why not that?
0: That's exactly. That's exact. Well, that's exactly it. For one, it's outrageous just because it gets you high. And yes. if you want sobriety, yes. you don't want to be on suboxone. And there's Thank not you. very this many is people who favorite actually. Favorite
1: call of all time. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, like. No, I'm just it's unreal. Here. Okay, so it's then the, the okay, so then the flip side becomes what motivates you to not want to be high. This is what Bob. That's was what I want so What the was
2: the real deal?
0: Like the what? real deal is is because you know, um, I mean, it was just obvious that I've strayed so far away from. The beginning of my life and the, the path that I was headed. I could tell even with Suboxone. When I woke up every morning and knew that I would be sick if I didn't take this, I'm tired of being a, a prisoner and a slave to something sure, I know some, I don't need. Sure, you know what I mean? There has to be happen. something else out here than this. This can't. This ain't good. You know, Did this you ain't feel good. Feel
2: like you were gonna die that way,
0: for real? Like seriously. And you know the thing about Suboxone is, is that I wasn't ever getting it. I don't my have insurance. I pay for everything <laughs> out of pocket. <laughs> I,
3: so I mean. And I think, sub- I, mean, look, I think buprenorphic, look, it has its place, but yes. I, think, I think what has to happen is there should be a care plan to, if you're going to put someone on yes. that, there should be a care plan on when you're getting off. Yeah, but not you just you, set you it and forget
1: it. you got to understand, my peers don't know how to do that. They just go,
3: oh, you're having withdrawal symptoms? Well, just stay on it. No problem. There's no incentive to take yeah. people off. Sub- it's it hard if you're, work. if you're a doctor with, with it's
1: your… It's hard to get people off drugs. You need a team of people. You need to work yes. hard with the patient. It's much easier you to go, this. This. You need a motivated patient.
2: You need a motivated patient.
1: Even an unmotivated patient, it's so much easier. Here, just fill this there's no way to end up a, a a appointment faster than just open your prescription pad. And that's it. You're done. Get out of here. You stay on it. Don't worry about it. See, I don't that's... I don't mean it's I don't mean, a facetious thing. I don't mean that it's it's aggressive. I just mean they don't know any better. Okay. They don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. It's really hard work to get somebody off drugs. Really hard.
0: Oh, it's it's yeah. unreal.
1: Yeah, it's unreal. That's right. And I I'm just I'm so delighted to hear your story because I I have I have felt for quite some time that Naltrexone was such a grotesque you've heard me bring it up a million times so grotesquely underutilized and under examined I, I, I'm not surprised by your story at all Ben at all and now what's the, what's the treatment plan for you?
0: so the treatment plan is a 12 month treatment plan and I got reconnected with my um, recovery coach like I told you guys about and I have a counseling session with a surger- his name's Sergio he's a master counselor I see him every week um, we have group meetings also which is uh, optional but I love going to him and then also, I got a peer support specialist who calls me every weekend and just asks me about the process, you know, and the cravings, the how the implant itself is working. So, weekly. Speaking to week. of a peer support so,
1: specialist, there is a there is a study again I use in my talks. Please, everybody, don't pay attention to these dogs. I, I apologize. That's for just that. the dogs. market. Yeah.
4: got them up. Yeah. Our, our next guests are here. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hold yeah. on. I'm so,
1: so um, there is a guy named Keith Humphries. That did a, a, yeah, he, I know. He did a little study where he showed that. Uh, they went. I think it was a veterans group, and the emergency room visits. Uh, they had a group of doctors. Every addict came in the emergency room would either receive one of two things: a pamphlet and a little discussion from the doctor saying, "Here's what you need to do. Here's where you need to go. This is what twelve steps are. This is where you go. Here, here's a meeting. It's a, you know, just information about exactly where to go." Like when they go. always did like, for twenty years. Exactly. Then, as opposed to the second group, the second group was. I would like you to meet Bob Forrest. He goes to this meeting. He'll meet you tonight at the meeting. Bob, we shake our patient's hand? Yeah. The difference between meeting attendance in one group versus the other?
2: 100% zero. <laughs> Exa- that was the data.
1: That was exactly the data. 100% with the warm handoff, 0% with the doctor telling him to go. So to your point about the peer group, uh, Ben, that, that's just why I'm emphasizing that. Having that peer support, it, and, it's, and for the most part, you can do it for free. It's free. Peer, yeah. Because peers yep. peers stay yep. sober by being of service to other addicts.
2: That's
1: yeah. it. It's free. It's insane. It's yeah. free. Everybody, every other, every insurance carrier, every state representative should <laughs> well, be see, listening but, to me when I say but, that. But why aren't they advocate, well, Why aren't they running ads about that? The truth campaign should talk about that.
2: Well, why don't? Mm-hmm. Here is the thing: it should be free, and it, it is has free. been. Free. No, it's not. That's not step? what those people 12 were staying in New Jersey that we went to. No, I know that was. They different. were trying to make money no, no, off, I know, of, I off of I, twelve step. You know what I mean. Where they're going to act like they're doing a 12-step call, but they're actually going to get paid 900 bucks a month ahead. Yeah. You know, that's the corruption of my industry, yes. and I'll just say it, is awe- awe-inspiring.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, but are you from out here? You, you, yeah, I live here. So you must have seen what we see out here is a lot of horrible stuff. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, we talked about it at a kid's birthday party. Yeah. Southern California and Florida. Yeah. Yeah, those it's two. I mean, it's, it's well, now bad. I heard Arizona's bad, too, now. I heard yeah. that. Yeah. Parts Arizona's of back, corrupt. They were so behind the eight ball there. They had to catch you know, up.
1: It's funny. I, I was telling the governor of Dakota, I said, you know, you ought to have a licensed person supervising these programs, whatever they are, you know, see somebody with a license you can hold accountable. And he goes, you know, in our state licenses are these huge barrier to entries just so people can't get become licensed. It's really hard. Just like in KDAX in California, there's yeah. this giant barrier now. So we're not we're not creating that many of them.
2: Well that's a lot of so, the KDAX I was talking to KDAX well, what we call KDAX, chemical dependency counselors who were the bread and butter of the industry for twenty years, they're not Valuable anymore because the insurance industry says, Well, what is really the value of that person? Yeah, I want a psychologist, I want a psychiatrist, I want to see evidence based medicine from a doctor. Well, and so what it did was it pushed out the heart and soul of recovery of treatment centers, yeah, and marginalized those
1: people. Yeah, that's not good. I I would argue that when uh, John Kelly's uh, meta analysis Cochrane meta analysis comes out about 12 step, this conversation will shift. Because if he's still there. Where?
2: Kelly, the, the chief of staff for Trump? No,
1: no, no, no. John Kelly, the head of uh, addiction at Harvard.
2: Oh, no. Uh, but what happened with Trump's going to, you know, all that oh, stuff you listened to? Oh,
1: they're, they're doing it's it. It's
2: not happening. No oh, money is trickling down to the cities oh, it, and states and Oh, counties.
1: on the treatment side, it's all the same old thing. Suboxone physicians, suboxone physicians. But on the... Punitive, the, the justice side has taken action hard and fast. So they are clamping down on
3: distribution. And, and NIH has no, a bunch of money now for, yeah. for no, treatment. That, um, let's talk about treatment. that.
2: Treatment. Let's talk about that. And I want to talk to, and this is, this is the worst thing I heard all weekend. The, the law that they're charging addicts who, re, or, or who are alive when an addict dies is called the Len Bias Law. Did you know that? No. After the basketball player.
1: You mean they they've charged and them with something?
2: And all DAs in all the United States are being encouraged to to prosecute the len bias law. So people, that I wrote over- it all down. I, I I meant to bring it. People that overdose. If you if if you know like the typical junkie situation, Bonnie and Clyde, boyfriend yeah. and girlfriend. Yeah. The girlfriend ODs and dies. Yeah. The boyfriend sits there crying, sobbing, trying to oh. resuscitate her, calls 911. She's dead. He's charged with manslaughter, yeah. the Len Bias Law. Yeah. And it's starting to happen everywhere. No, I know. That is going to lead to more death.
1: Yeah.
2: People are going to abandon people, leave the scene. Yeah. They're not going to call 911. This is insanity yeah. of
1: the Jeez. Justice Department. Yes, that's another misadventure. Of course there's going to be lots of untoward stuff. But I like want to that, talk I'm to sure. Len
2: Bias' family. Do they really want that? Do they understand what that law creates and do they want their son's name on it? Well, first of all, Len Bias was the greatest basketball college basketball player. Bob. He was drafted by the Boston Celtics. He was going to be the future of the NBA and on the draft night when he was selected number 1, he did some cocaine and overdosed and died. Okay. Bob, do you believe that story?
1: What? That the guy was perfectly clean. And oh one my night, God! You're not going to tarnish the image of my bias. a little cocaine. Not around me, Drew. Now, not. now with fentanyl you, <laughs> you can, with fentanyl, you know, that's not what happened. Now with fentanyl, be yeah. laced
3: in cocaine. Now you can yeah. do that. Sure. <laughs> have one little party night and that's overdose. That's true,
1: but of course, that was it. Was a much much deeper story than that. The story went down as just this one exposure to cocaine killed somebody. Let me have yeah. some
2: <laughs> fantasies left that there's yeah. goodness in the world. You, I'm just you know. So you think he was doing drugs at Maryland? What? Oh my God! What, Bob, what do you think?
1: I'm not. I'm not his name. Why do you, Why do you think that they're talking about this in terms of drug addicts? You know, co using and, and being left to die.
2: It's so it's such a mess. I mean, you're talking about people on the just the lowest of the low, and we're yeah. just going to use them to say they're the problem, prosecute them, put them in jail for eight years. Yeah, I know. They, well, it's any, crazy putting drug addicts in jails. I don't know. Seems like a huge mistake. But, but, Although, but I don't, you know, people should, should be held accountable for their actions. There's no doubt about well, that. Well, not enough. unless we had treatment until it was really good. But here's yeah, the thing. What really that what it's going to cause is people are not going to try to resuscitate I get people. It. I get people it. are not going to call 911, and there's going to be more dead bodies than there already is. I, I get that.
1: I okay. don't disagree with you.
2: But it's a Len Bias law. Yeah, weird. Crazy. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, uh, we've got to kind of wrap things up, guys. Other stuff you want people to know about the program? Ben, thank you. For,
2: are you still there? I am. Okay. Oh, there he is. Anything from you? Well, good luck, up? brother.
0: Hang in there. Uh, yeah, yeah. thank you. I appreciate it. I, yeah, I just want to say that I hope people understand the benefit of naltrexone over all the other types of extended care. It can really well, we change lives do. around. It's a great thing.
2: We all do. I recommend it all the time. I, to I told a kid last week, you know, you can just take the oral because he couldn't afford the Vivitol, right? Or he's freaked out about it. And he's an opiate addict. And he was all panicked. Mm-hmm. Part of it was a junkie move. But yeah. I said, listen… They got oral medication. You can get it's generic. Yeah. Get it. Get it, It's $8. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, really? Cheap. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and, uh, but see, junkies don't follow up. I knew as soon as I walked away from him, there's no fucking way he's going to do that. Right. Well, this junkies is what well, Brady's yeah, talking that's yeah, about. That's why yeah. you need. Hey, look, this, no, but that's why you need a program like what you've right. got to make, to help the kid, to and, make it. it's also him why you it. need some
1: legal consequences, too. So you can, but if you use the law properly to leverage people into treatment, I think you'd have something. That's
3: you know, and, and we, you know, this is not obviously a, you know, a all. cure all at all. It's a nice tool to give someone a window of opportunity yes, to deal another. with the other issues. And we see a lot of people will get one of these and then become compliant on oral later.
1: Well, that's what, well, we haven't heard the oral transition yet, but Ben is essentially telling that about his treatment. He became compliant in treatment with right. it. And then if you so had to do you might not do need oral, another one of these. You yeah, yeah, just do oral do later. Oral. All right, Ben. Thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Good luck in your recovery. Congra- congratulations on uh, thanks, Ben, g- on being here thanks. and doing you
2: this. Dodged a bullet, brother.
3: Yeah,
1: good for you, man. <laughs> Seriously, thanks, guys. Yeah, the word. And uh, Brady, any last stuff you want to say before we wrap it all up? Or?
3: No, just uh, um, you know, it's where do like we I get said, old? The, where do people find beataddiction.com you? Is our website so okay. that has a lot of information about our program and nail so and implants in general. Like it's, you know, there's there's. Multiple implants out there that are available around the country. So there's p- different types. We we as a company we're seeking actually FDA approval on one so we can get it into the payer system. Which one? A long acting one. Yes, yeah, long acting. How long?
2: Six months. This the, the
3: initial one's Six, a three, and then a six behind. We're going with a three first because we're we're replicating a product that's already approved in another if, country. If, so we're able to bridge that data so we can get a Australia? hopefully a quicker. No, it's not a
2: rush action. Oh, really?
1: If you have, let me let me uh, let's see if I agree agree with me on this, and if I'm not stating something too too strongly, if you have a loved one who has been struggling in and out, and you don't know where to turn, this is an excellent move. Try this. It's a step. Whether it's alcohol or opiates, it's an excellent. But see, I wanted
2: to be very clear with our audience here. What what he is offering is treatment with the medication. Always, no, always, always, But, always, but always. people will take away, oh, you just need an implant, no, then no, you're no, going to no, be no, fine. Right. No, no, we're never no. going to be fine. <laughs> we're just in the process but of getting better. You, you saw Bob's junkie <laughs> move here. <He's> <laughs> 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 I, want to, I want that Bivitrol. <laughs> we got to talk after. <laughs> but
1: let, let me get through some uh, specifics here. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Dr. Drew, also at Rehab Bob Forrest, at This Life Podcast, at First Lady of Love, our producer. Join the email list at dr.com. Get our weekly uh, opium series. We did a whole long series there you might like on how the opium crisis developed and where we are with it all the way back to the pre, you know, the, the Chinese opium wars. We went to go all the way back, all the way to the present. It's a like 15 part series and it, right. it's really good. It's really got everything there. Better than um, Dreamland? It, it is. It, it is. Dreamland. I, further... yeah, Dreamland. I have the absolute dream. He nailed it. Sam just nailed it. I interviewed him in my podcast, the Dr. Drew podcast. We What's get, he doing now? Uh, he's worried about community and building communities. It's sort of like that bowling alone book. I think he's going to come. He should go to Milwaukee. But listen, uh, the um, this our series is more historically complete. Has a little bit of editorializing for me and stuff because I lived it. You know, I lived through this thing. I, 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 are you you,
2: popular at doctor conventions? No,
1: no, no, no. (laughs) I I, I have been for a long time. (laughs) Because I've been complaining about this, you know. Um, And, and but, anyway. Uh, Also, check out the Swole Patrol uh, health and fitness podcast I do with Mike Catherwood. Uh, Subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, Bob, anything else, don't die podcast.
2: Don't die, Wisconsin.
1: Uh, Please click on the HydroLite banner. Next next purchase, they're great. Uh, Summer months are dehydrated. Don't forget that. And if you like... Me, you can see me and Lawrence Savon on the 790 KBC Midday Live Talk Shots available as a podcast. We're there weekdays 12 to 3 Pacific time. Also in San Francisco on KGO, KBC here in Los Angeles. Everything's is over at Doctor.com. See the birthday party at Doctor.com. It's going to be up as a video soon enough, and it's a podcast now. You can listen to it, Bob. You can actually <laughs> hear it. It's going to stress me out again. <laughs> All okay. right. Uh, thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. See you later. <laughs> One of the most crucial components of addiction recovery is accountability. Part of what makes addiction so difficult is the inability to self-regulate. Now, this is especially problematic for those in outpatient recovery or pain management program. And while the facilities require regular urine tests to ensure compliance, Frequently, the actual tests are not even observed. and This led to an epidemic of falsified samples where patients either use someone else's urine or widely available synthetic urine. The result is a lot of addicts carry right on using undetected, and they get none of the benefits from treatment. The only objective test we have for addiction is the urine screen. Now, recently, I learned about a new solution that virtually eliminates the possibility of faking tests, even in facilities where they are unobserved. This is called ToxProtect a DNA-verified drug test and lab service that provides 100% sample authenticity. ToxProtect was created by Genetox Labs. It can be used in place of any standard urine drug test. It starts with simple one-time cheek swab to establish the patient's identity. Once submitted, each subsequent screening uses DNA testing to verify that that sample matches the patient. And additionally, ToxProtect screens for synthetic urine and irregular values that would indicate dilution or other adulteration. In other words, this pretty much guarantees accountability. I'm excited to see this service being used, and I think it, it will significantly improve an addict's chances for successful recovery. I'm going to be talking more about Genetox Labs and ToxProtect on future shows. Thankfully, ToxProtect is being used by more and more facilities every day. Be sure to ask for it by name wherever you or your loved one is receiving care. To get more information or share it with your facilities, go to drdrew.com toxprotect. That is doctor.com toxprotect. <laughs> All right, that's about it for this episode of This Life. Check us out at KBC, being Lawrence Vaughn, 790 Midday Live Talk Radio, Monday to Friday. You can also tune in every day live via the magic of the internet at kbc.com. If you miss it, we've made it simple for you to find all the shows at drdrew.com, the Adam and Dr. Drew podcast, the single one I do by myself, Dr. Drew podcast, This Life, of course, with Bob Swole Patrol, Mike Cantho, his new health and fitness podcast. You can uh, find us on Twitter at This Life Podcast, at Dr. Drew, D-R-E-W, at Rehab Bob Forrest, and of course, our lovely producer at First Lady of Love. I think I know who that is. If you love this show, please subscribe and tell a friend. We appreciate it when you do. We'd love to hear your feedback as well. Send us a message. Join the email list at drdrew.com, drdrew.com, slash contact, We'll also get a weekly email from us on that. Uh, While you're at it at doctor.com, please support our sponsors by clicking through the banners. We only advertise products that I can get behind. So thank you for supporting them, those that support us. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.